The Luminous Mind, Episode 10. But we all have purpose, power, and magnificence as unique as our fingerprints. The way that we educate ourselves and our children does not have to look like anyone else's way. Benjamin Franklin once said, Do not curse the darkness, rather light a candle instead. If you're ready to set your mind on fire, then prepare yourself for the Luminous Mind with your host, Rebecca Bowman. Jada Rhodes is the wife, homeschooling mother, foot zone balance therapist, energy worker, and foot zone instructor for Webo Feet Seminar. She is most excited about studying alternative health and nutrition, various healing modalities, and the gospel of Jesus Christ. She loves looking for ways to incorporate her passions into her homeschool and encourage her children to discover and develop their own unique gifts and talents. Jada recently celebrated her 16th wedding anniversary with her sweetheart, Brian, who supports the family working from home as a commodities manager. Together, they have six wonderful children, ranging in age from 2 to 15, who they have been blessed to homeschool for the past four years and are looking forward to the journey ahead of them. They follow the Thomas Jefferson Leadership Education Philosophy and consider them to be life schoolers recognizing that learning is a forever way of life. Welcome, Jada. So would you briefly tell us about yourself? I am married to my wonderful husband, Brian, who works from home. And I am a homeschooling mom of six kids ranging in ages from 15 to 2. We have five beautiful girls and one son who keeps us grounded. Thank goodness. <laughs> I, But our house is always hopping because we are always home all the time. <laughs> But I love to study, read, and learn about alternative health and energy medicine. I'm a foot zone balance therapist, energy worker, and foot zoning instructor. You have wonderful advice on foods that we should eat. I listen oh, to her. Right. <laughs> so can you tell me what your personal educational experience was? Yes. I am a product of the public school system. I grew up feeling like I wasn't smart enough because my mind didn't have the right answer or at least not the ones that the teachers were looking for. And so I really refrained from participating in any of my classes. I was a good student in the sense that I didn't make waves. I was, um, I was well behaved, but I floated through the school system under the radar. And I didn't, I didn't get the best grades in school, but I did the best that I could with what I, I knew at the time but I wasn't the worst student either. Um, I then went to college because that's what everybody was doing. That's what all my friends were doing. I didn't really have any goals as far as college was concerned. And I left college with my MRS. So I got married and I didn't finish college with a degree. But as an adult, I feel like I finally know what I want to do when I grow up. Um, <laughs> I am discovering new passions and learning new things every day. And it's been so exciting 
to learn these new things. And I want to share those passions with my with my kids and anybody else who wants to learn what I am learning. Great. So why did you choose the homeschool then? It was kind of funny because my oldest two kids went to public school up until third and fifth grade. And they were blessed with really great teachers. And I actually swore that I would never homeschool and I could never homeschool my kids. I I was very adamant about that. But um, I had a really amazing friend and mentor and she helped open my eyes to new possibilities for my family. And and watching her family was just, it was life-changing for me. And one day... I felt this overwhelming sense of urgency that I needed to homeschool my kids now. And this was in the summer, so it was in between grades for my kids. And I just knew that it was something that I had to do. And it was such a huge paradigm shift for me because I loved that my kids went to school and I looked forward to my breaks. (laughs) (laughs) And I remember sending my oldest to kindergarten the first day and I was so excited and there were moms in the halls crying and I didn't understand why they would do that. (laughs) (laughs) So, So it really was a huge shift for me to bring my kids home. But as I look back on things, I can see why my kids needed to be home with me and why I had that sense to start homeschooling. And so so we're now in our fourth year of homeschooling. Oh, that's great. How did your paradigm or educational philosophy change then? What do you think happened that changed that? I think that I looked back on my own education and I read books and things and my like I said, my eyes were opened by that friend, but I really I realized that I had been gypped in my education <laughs> and I didn't want that for my kids. And they were smart and you know, they are smart and they they had great teachers, like I said, but when I brought them home and recognized all of the things that I had missed out on and the things that I thought they should know that they didn't know and the things that that were happening that I thought were under my nose, but they weren't. They There was just so many things that, that I had no idea about. And I was just so glad to, to bring them home and be a part of, of that. Great. So what was the best advice that you received then that helped that paradigm shift to change? I think the best advice I've received, it came a little later in my homeschooling journey but it was to learn to love and accept myself, my children, and my family exactly where we were at and to stop trying to force my children into a box and let them be who they are and just really take part in their own education experience. That was later on, I think, when we started homeschooling. I think it all happened so fast and I didn't really have a plan, but... (laughs) But it was, um, so it's evolved a lot since we've started homeschooling. Do you think not having a plan, though, might help you enjoy the process versus like, because I know I'm a very scheduled person, and if we get off track of the schedule, then I get really frustrated, and I think that actually hinders our progress for education because, you know, there's always this like, oh, mom's like freaking out because we're not staying on task and we're not doing the things that she thinks that we need to do. But I think sometimes that if I just relax and let them learn, because there isn't a right and wrong answer. I mean, like you said before, I think we've all been that. If you've gone to public school, you're taught that there are right and wrong answers, but it's not bad to learn different things than other people. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, I I was one of those moms that I thought, you know, because I had that 
those ideas about how I would never homeschool my kids. And so when I did have that, that feeling to bring my kids home, I thought I will never be one of those mothers that doesn't have a plan plan or a schedule. And I will do this this way. And I, it is going to be just perfect. And, and then life happened while my kids were home and I became the exact person that I swore I wouldn't be. (laughs) But I'm so grateful for the experiences that I've had. I think God knows what buttons of mine to push to get me to where I need to be (laughs) to change my mind about things because I really, I really had to change my mind about so many things, but it has opened up a whole new world of education and learning. And I really stopped thinking that my ideas were the best ideas because they really weren't. Yeah. So, so it's been quite the adventure. Great. So I have to ask this question. I know it's one we all hate, but what do you think about socialization and what do you do with your kids to have them socialized? So I think socialization is the funniest topic about homeschooling because we live in this great big world and we have so much technology. The world is basically at our fingertips. And my husband hates this, but I like to joke when people ask how we socialize our children. I say, oh, we're actually trying to unsocialize our children. <laughs> but I just, I just say that, not, to, not because that's what we're trying to do, but because I want to make people think about what they're asking. I think sometimes we think that homeschooling, we're always at home, but that's not the case. And in our family, we live in a neighborhood and we have so many kids in our neighborhood. My kids have a plethora of friends to choose from. We go to church. Uh, we have many activities. <laughs> that we participate in. We have our homeschool group. We take our kids grocery shopping. We go to the post (laughs) office. We have a huge support system in our family. We really truly interact with people every single day. And even when we do stay home, we have eight people in our home to (laughs) talk to and be bugged by. And (laughs) Well, and sometimes learning to get along with your own siblings is really the challenge. Sometimes it's easier to get along (laughs) with people outside of that. So so true. And and it's funny because when we first started homeschooling, my husband, he was really concerned that our children would be weird. And I told him, well, you know, if our kids' parents would stop being weird, then I think they'll turn out okay. (laughs) Oh, I love that because that is really true. Um, I've thought a lot about that. And I do remember I went to public school and there were a lot of weird kids in my public school and they were there socializing with the rest of them what was their issue you know but then I thought about it and socialization really comes from the parent and if and they they have to model that if you want social children you have to be social yourself you know speaking with them so um, did your kids have a problem with that where they went from being with their friends from eight in the morning till three and then when you do homeschool your socialization is kind of separate outside of your schoolwork. Right. It was that was, hard for them? It was an adjustment, but they adjusted very, very quickly. And I've actually been really impressed with the friends that they've had. You know, some of their friends from public school just kind of fell out. But the ones in our neighborhood and then from church, they have been really supportive. And they even tell them, oh, you're so lucky. I wish we were homeschooled. You're so cool. 
Well, and the funny thing is, too, like socialization, I was so busy socializing at school that I could never get any of my schoolwork done. Right. So, and I, so I probably would have benefited. Problems at school. <laughs> I was more concerned about my friends and what was going on with them than I was about my education. Learn. Yeah, actually learning anything. Right. So. so what would you say the biggest obstacles that you faced? You know, right after we started homeschooling, we met our biggest obstacle, and that was uh, when my youngest daughter at the time was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes, and she was only 19 months old, and wow. that has been a roller coaster that we ride every single day of our homeschooling journey. So we've really had to learn to adapt to whatever situation comes our way, and we've had to learn to just roll with it. <laughs> Great. Some days are really difficult and some days are are easier. But is it just with her diet or with her health care? Uh, both. Her diet um, wasn't a huge change for us because we had had some previous health problems with myself, actually. And so I had done a lot of changes with the way that our family ate and so, and then uh, my husband was actually diagnosed with type 2 diabetes when she was only a month old, which we recently learned his diagnosis is also type 1. They just misdiagnosed him at the time. And and so we we had those some of those changes in place, but mostly it's just with managing her blood sugars. We test her blood sugar about six to 10 times a day, depending wow. on the day. And we, we kind of never know what we're going to get with her with blood sugar problems comes attitude, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> which um, she is a sweetheart and, and she is one of the strongest kids I know. She's now four and, and she really puts up with a lot. And so, but it really is a, a roller coaster every day. With your children being home, do they help with that then with her yes. issues? And so do you think that that helps them with some life skills and being able to handle maybe problems that come on later in their life? Definitely. I think it's been really great for them to learn compassion and, and to learn how to care for her. They've they give her insulin. They know how to operate her pump, at least her two oldest sisters do. And um, they'll check her blood. But she is learning herself to check her blood. So she usually does that now. But but it's also helped us with our math skills because we have to know numbers and count cars and <laughs> all that stuff. So so that that has been it's been a good experience um, as far as those life skills that we're learning there. Well, I love the life skills. I mean, we go to school and everything's so compartmentalized and that's the only place in your I, whole life that ever happens. Because when you get home, when they would come home from school ordinarily anyway, you know, if you're making dinner, you're doing math, you're doing reading, you're, you know, managing checkbooks, stuff like that. That's all. I mean, they're all kind of tied together. There's no, you know, bell ringing. Right. <laughs> ends that so so um what do you do i mean we as homeschoolers we all have a little bit of discouragement and you know we have bad days what do you do when you have those i mean how do you combat discouragement and bad days well you know with with the obstacles that we've had i've learned that i have to quit using them as an excuse and it's really easy to use those obstacles as an excuse to just stop or or quit moving forward 
And, and so I have come to the mindset that learning is a 24 seven experience. It doesn't happen only during the hours of eight to three um, <laughs> through Friday for nine months out of the year. And it doesn't stop when you're 18 or when you graduate right. college. Right. It's a, it's a lifelong experience and opportunity. And so if we have a day or a week, and, and I admit we've even had months where things just are not happening the way that we expect them to or we would like them to. And, and sometimes it is really easy to allow myself to feel like a failure and even like I'm doing my kids a disservice. But I've learned to look for the less obvious and simple lessons, like those life lessons that we are learning on those days where it's just so frustrating and, and discouraging. And so, you know, one day we may be learning about patience or we may be learning about um, courage. It's all different. So, yeah, exactly. So right now would be a great time to take a break. When we come back, we'll learn more about Jada's successes in homeschooling. If you would like to see your business grow, then contact us at The Luminous Mind for advertising space on theluminousmind.net or on the podcast, The Luminous Mind Podcast. Welcome back. So what are some successes that you see? We've talked about discouragement and struggles, but what are some successes that you've seen with homeschooling? The most exciting thing was my nine-year-old daughter. She is my third child. She is my first one who has never been educated in a public school building. And Do you think that, sorry to stop right there, but do you think she's been easier to educate than your other children since she's never been I don't know. She is a she is so different from my two older girls and because my oldest is very self-motivated to learn and then my second daughter, she is very just relaxed and chill and she just goes with the flow with everything <laughs> and and then my third daughter comes along and she is a girl on a mission. <laughs> she <laughs> she knows what she wants to do. She doesn't let anything get in her way. She she doesn't take no for an answer unless she's going to die. And <laughs> and so I was really concerned about sending her to public school because I was afraid she would be squashed. And I did not want that for her because I just knew she would have such a difficult time sitting in a classroom and following the directions that the teacher had. And I know that those things are important. Those skills are very important. But she just was not ready for that. But through the years, homeschooling, she did not want to sit down with me. She didn't want to read. I rarely read her stories because she just didn't want to sit down with me to do it. And I was so worried about it. And so through our homeschool group, one of the mom school classes that were offered was a class about illustrating books. And she, my daughter is my little artist. She has wallpapered our walls with her art. <laughs> and so I, I signed her up for this class thinking maybe this will inspire her to read if she can connect her art with the books. And it was so exciting because it worked and she started reading on her own. She knew basic sounds and, and the letters and things like that, but um, she had yet to really put anything together. And one day she sat down with a book and she figured out the entire thing on her own. 
And then she came to me and she said, Mom, this book is amazing. Can I read it to you? And I was just so shocked. (laughs) (laughs) What I was doing and I sat down and it took her some time to go through. But she was reading to me a book that I had read probably over a hundred times to my two older girls when they were little. And one of those books that I was like, are you serious? I have to read this book again. It it was one I was very familiar with. And here Olivia sits down with me and she says, you know, she's reading this book to me and she is understanding the words that she was reading. Oh, that's cool. And she was so excited and she would point things out to me and she'd say, mom, listen to this part. I love this part. And she was pointing out these things that I had missed. Every other time I had read that book and but she was learning lessons from this book that I had completely missed. And that was so exciting to me. And so it was just such a testimony to me of how our kids are completely capable of learning and they are capable of learning on their own. And and that was just that was so exciting to me. Well, and do you think that, I mean, where she wasn't sent into a system that squashed her or made her like, okay, you need to be reading at this certain time and you're not, what is wrong with you, which can cause feelings of, you know, you're just not smart enough. When sometimes we don't push, like she would have been pushed in the other system, she became, she took the learning on herself and, and she directed herself. And you see the results of what happens when children do that when they are the ones instigating the learning, they get so much more out of it. Right. I mean, like you said, where she saw parts in it that you had never seen because it was her choice. Yeah, it, so, it was amazing. And I'm, I'm so grateful to have that experience with her to see the difference because I, I know that she would have been squashed and she would have felt shamed that she wasn't reading when all the other kids were reading. But here she was reading and comprehending at the same time. And that That's was great. so neat. Yeah. So we've talked about Olivia and the success you've seen with her. How are some other ways that you feel like your family's benefited from homeschooling? I think the benefits for our family have been immeasurable. I thought about this question a lot and think I'm just so grateful for the opportunity that I have to be home with my children and learn together. Because like I said before, um, I was so excited to send my kids away. (laughs) And then when I had them home and I could see the things that they were struggling with and the things that they really were having problems with, it was wonderful to be able to address those things as their mother. It's wonderful to know when my children are experiencing their own successes. It's so exciting when they are excited and they are passionate about something. And I love being a part of that. I love being on this journey with my children. In a family learning experience. Right. So what are some personal habits that help make you successful? I think the biggest thing for me is um, routines. <laughs> I, I have have to have my my morning routine and my bedtime routine and if I can have just those things in a day go well I feel great about <laughs> but with routines I I am not one to run a tight ship I have a really hard time with schedules but with routine if I find that my day is just not going right I say okay let's have a redo <laughs> Okay, let's pretend like we just woke up and we're going to start over. (laughs) 
<laughs> it works because the routine is there and we can get the things done and it just seems to jump start or restart our day and and so routines are the biggest habit for for us that help our homeschool run more smoothly. Great. Yeah, I like routines too. <laughs> they they do when things are out of order, you just kind of wander around the rest of the right. day going, "What what do I do now?" So so what are some long-term goals that you have for yourself and maybe for your family? You know, these are probably really long term, but, but my goal is to raise a family, um, children who know who they are, who are continually learning and developing their own unique gifts, talents and passions, children who are confident in their learning and their missions in life and that have fun doing it. That is so important to me. I agree. I tell my children all the time that one of the things that my parents instilled with me is that I could enjoy working. Right. You know, <laughs> that does take a talent to it be able really to enjoy <laughs> actually having to work because you can't get out of work. Well, you shouldn't try I guess, yeah. to get out of work. But if you can actually enjoy it, that really says a lot about your your future life that you're going to enjoy yourself. So right. And it, I love it, that. Yeah, enjoying work is something that I really want my kids to feel. I I know we're we have a long way to go, but <laughs> but it, but we're we're on our way. <laughs> but and maybe if they find the passions that they have in their life, they will enjoy their work. You know that it's just not a nine to five, click in and out type of thing, That's- but a lifetime thing. So. So what are what's some advice or encouragement you would give somebody just starting out? I think letting go of the word should. I just think there are so many shoulds in the world and it feels so shaming when you think, oh, my like with Olivia, she should be reading because she's eight or, you know, whatever. It just feels shaming and it really limits us. And so I think that is the biggest um, piece of advice I could give is let go of that word should and and stop comparing ourselves to other parents Um, as a homeschooling parent stop comparing our children to other children whether they're homeschooled or publicly educated or privately educated whatever it is and just really learning to recognize and appreciate that we are all individuals on this amazing journey of life and and that we all have special gifts and interests right yeah I love that so do you have a favorite book or resource that you want to share with our audience I have a couple and this one is kind of maybe out of the box of homeschooling I don't know but One of the first books that really influenced me on our homeschooling journey was Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. And I really like this book. It is full of principles of success. And it talks about um, desire and faith and imagination and things like that. And I thought that was such a good place to start for us because I really wanted to instill in my children a desire to learn and I wanted to instill in them faith and an imagination and all those other principles that this book talks about and and so that was that's one of them the other one is also um out of the box and that is to look I maybe it is just to look outside of the box for your resources for homeschooling 
recently I discovered that um, my church has a resource to help develop teachers and mentors. And I thought that is so incredible. And I've been listening to these podcasts and, and different lessons about teaching my children. And that has been a huge, huge resource. So so I just want to encourage people to, to think outside of the box on your resources. <laughs> Yeah, that's great. That that actually is really good advice because there's there is a lot of things that you can learn. You can take the principles from one thing like finance and actually apply it in a lot of ways that exactly. you, you wouldn't think of normally. So I, I actually that's great. Thank you. How would you like to see the world change in the future then? Oh, our, <laughs> this is always if it was Jada's world. Yes, <laughs> queen for a day. <laughs> You know, I it's been so neat um, through this journey of homeschooling because I feel like our world is changing so much and for the better in a lot of ways and, and maybe for the worse in a lot of ways. But I feel like there has been a huge shift happening in many areas and not in just the way that our children are educated, but so many different ways. But I hope that our world continues on this path of positive change and that more people have the courage to go with the shift and just be open-minded enough to embrace it because I think there's a lot of fear that happens as we as we go on our various journeys whether it's homeschool or or what there's there's a lot of fear there and so I just I hope that the world will have more courage and be more open open-minded and and just maybe more acceptance yes, and stuff definitely yeah more accepting of new ideas and and new ways of doing things. Yeah, that uh, sticking with some of the old traditions maybe aren't the best right. way for the future. And, and with technology around us that's changing all the time, everything else around us should change like that too. So. I agree. I That is so true. Great. So is there any parting words that you want to share or maybe a favorite quote <laughs> that you like? Um, I have so many favorite quotes. I couldn't pick just one. <laughs> So I'm going to go with some of my own advice. <laughs> but That's why we're interviewing you. Right. We want to hear your advice. <laughs> but we all have purpose, power, and magnificence as unique as our fingerprints. The way that we educate ourselves and our children does not have to look like anyone else's way. And so I... I believe that we should learn from others, appreciate what they are doing with their own families, and take what works for us and adapt it in a way that blesses our, our own families. So that is my advice, and I even slipped the word should in there. I'm going to decline that. <laughs> I'll edit that word out. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Really, that, that is really great advice. I never really thought about it. Even our fingerprints are unique, so we need to look at everybody in that light, that they all are different and unique and have something to offer. Thank you. That was great. Awesome. Great interview. Well, thank you so much for the opportunity. It was really fun and it was great um, reflecting on all of those things. Thank you for listening to The Luminous Mind. We need more fire starters like Jada. Go to our website, theluminousmind.net. Click on the fire tab and become a fire starter yourself today. Also, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Google+, and subscribe to our YouTube channel, as well as iTunes and Stitcher. Help us change the paradigm of education by lighting minds on fire.